You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Donrekla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I have a treat for you today. I, you know, my shows are so much fun, and I get to meet amazing, amazing people. And today is absolutely no exception. We have today Gary Bodley, who, and we're talking with him about channeling a new reality. And so he channels the entities Joshua in their message of um, oh, all yumminess and amazingness and superpoweriness, you know, into the universe. And, and they're doing their part as Gary does his and allowing that message to come through. And so we're excited to share our platform with him and with them and, and just with this message and helping, helping give those of you out there who are experiencing maybe some kind of weird things that, that you aren't normalized in your existence you know, helping you see that, that that's okay. And, and, and there are support mechanisms and, and people who perhaps walked a little bit on that path before you who can, who can reach a hand back and assist you and, and you don't have to go through it alone and, and, and nervous and, and thinking maybe you're going crazy. So, so that's today's episode is really about, you know, what, what does it look like when we start really truly accepting these gifts and using them in the highest frequency possible um, in service to promoting this new version of reality that so many of us crave and we know is right there, right? We know we know that we're living in it and, and we just want to stay in that space. And so please take a, take a deep breath and settle in and um, get comfortable and help me welcome Gary Bodley to the show. Welcome, Gary. Thank you, Tonya. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, well, we are so excited to have you. And again, just just kudos and appreciation to you and your courage and, and being so out there and open in the world using your gifts. We, we know that that that, that kind of comes with its own twists and turns. And so we don't take that lightly and we appreciate you. Well, thank you so much. And that's so true because this all started for me six and a half years ago and I was living a normal life. And if you had said that I would be here being this you know channel that's widely you know, viewed by lots of people that I like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, we, we know a few things about those kinds of chats with God. We've, uh, yeah, we, we, we've talked about that here before. Well, before we dive too into just, just loving on you and appreciating you for the, for, for your brilliance, let's jump in and ask, what are your superpowers? Well, my superpower now for the first time in my life, I'm 57 years old and I get to wake up being totally satisfied to be Gary Temple Bodley. Hmm. What doing, a beautiful statement. I, that, just, that just sunk way in there. That was beautiful. Yeah, my whole life I always wanted to be someone else and thought, well, if you're Brad Pitt, you're going to have a really great life. But <laughs> when you realize that you intended to have this life that you're living for a journey of self-discovery, and then you get to the point where you discover that all your superpowers are actually meant for you to live this life you intended to live and that you don't have to be anyone else. And when you step into who you authentically are, not needing to be anyone different or to prove your worthiness or to be good or to control others so they like, love, or respect you, well, then you're just moving with inspiration throughout the day, 
doing those things you are fascinated by. And what could be more fun than that? <laughs> well, it's kind of like spoiler alert, right? Like, like, let us tell you how this goes. It, but, but we know this, right? In, in, in the depths of the cells of our beingness or wherever all of that knowledge lies, we could argue all day long about different versions of reality. But ultimately, we know there's a deep resonance with this idea of yes. Like, like I think when, when we can kind of push aside all the noise, um, psychological noise, physical noise, whatever's going on inside of us, or around us and get really, really clear, there's an inevitable um, connection and synergy into that level of awareness. And yet, you know, we could talk conspiracy theories, we could talk, you know, oops, mistakes, we could talk all, all things, but but ultimately, we live in, in, in a construct, at least until we kind of awaken into this higher space, where it feels like that everything is kind of set against that very notion. And, and it takes real you know, I often say you have to be willing to stare, stare something in the face and deny its existence. Um, yes. and, and, and it's removing our trust on what we perceived of as the physical reality and placing our trust in something else that's not tenable, right? Well, not, not that the physical reality was either, but we thought it was. And so that was, that was easy. And so, um, so these, are, these are folks, these are the kinds of conversations that come up when it's kind of like, be careful what you wish for, because you start talking to um, entities, angels, whatever, and you have to start seeing things differently. And so we're, we're going to dive more deeply into that with Gary, um, all, all of that yumminess, but we need to take a break right now. Gary, I know we've intrigued a lot of our folks already. Where can people go to find out more about you? They can either just Google Gary Temple Bodley, or they can go to theteachingsofjoshua.com. Perfect. And we'll have those links on the sites, folks. We're talking today with Gary Bodley about channeling a new reality. Stay with us because when we come back from the break, we're going to go even deeper into this idea of, of, of channeling these, these, these new visions and realities into an existence that's, that's tenable, that you can actually be in. So stay here. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Awesome, folks. We're back. You're listening to Disrupt Reality Day. Today, we're talking about channeling a new reality. I'm Tonya Don Reckler. We're talking with Gary Bodley. Gary, before the break, we, we, we started diving into a little bit. We hinted at, you know, your experience kind of coming in, into the space, at least the results of that. And then we started um, dancing around this notion of, of like, what is it like? What are the implications of, of, of all of this? And and so so let's back it up just a moment before we we dive into that and, and ask what are um, what was that experience for you and and how did you handle it coming into owning that? I guess is a great way to phrase it. I was living like 
most people in Western society, I was an entrepreneur. I had a lot of businesses. I was on the outside, looked totally successful, happy marriage, lovely wife, big house, car, boat, businesses, you know, all that stuff. And I had all these friends the same way. And they were all, you know, unsatisfied. We were all talking at parties like, what do we do now? People were going through divorces and lawsuits and all kinds of stuff. And then in the 2008 crisis, thank God I lost everything. And so I had to start over. And so now I couldn't prove my worthiness by being successful because now I was a failure. And so I had to rethink, well, if I was going to do it all over again, what would I do? I said, well, I would probably focus on my passions, what I'm really interested in. And so one thing led to another and I found the secret and I'm like, oh, I'm going to use the secret stuff to get my money back. And then I found uh, Abraham Hicks and the law of attraction and all that stuff. And I'm going, I'm going to use all that stuff. And so I started back doing what I really liked doing, which was renovating houses and playing poker and became relatively successful in all that. And then I had this huge inspiration to start meditating, which I had always resisted my whole life. I thought it was weird, but other people were doing, Jerry Seinfeld was doing it. So I sat down and I took the Abraham meditations and I just started meditating every single day. And in about three weeks, I started to feel a presence in the side of my head that felt like a hand on my jaw under my skin. It was obvious and strange, but it was also comforting at the same time. And I thought, this has got to be more than just a sensation. It felt like a presence. And so I started asking questions, like questions I would ask Abraham on the hot seat. And these answers came back so clear and so profound. I was like, hold on, that can't be me just answering these questions, you know. But I didn't tell anyone. I thought it was weird. And so I kept doing this day in, day out. And then one day I said, who is this? And they said immediately, we are Joshua. And I'm like, uh-oh, something else is happening here. And so I still didn't tell anyone, and I kept playing with it and asking more questions. And then on November 15th, 2013, in meditation, they said, get up and go right, right, right. So I mm. went to my home office. I sat down at my desk. I turned on my computer, and I just started typing whatever came to me. It felt like gibberish that I was typing. And at the end of it, I typed after about 30 minutes or 40 minutes, the introduction to the first book, A Perception of Reality. And I printed it out. I showed it to my wife. I sh we had a couple of friends who are interested in law of attraction. They came over for dinner. I gave it to them and had my friend Deborah Jo read it out loud. And she started crying. And it was like, oh my God, this is something. So the next day, got up, kept typing, started ch typing chapter one. And then a few days later it was chapter two. And in eight weeks, this 300-page book was completed, and it was as if it was already written, and I just was hearing dictation. You know, I was just typing what mm -hmm. I was hearing. And the next day, the second book started, and since then, there's been five books, two podcasts, <laughs> events all over the world, blown up into this huge community, and here mm. I am. Well, it's a hell of a story, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and what what is your has your experience with the channeling changed? Has it developed and grown, or has it pretty well stayed the same? Well, yeah, I didn't speak for the first 
two years. And then uh, Jules Johnson, we were on a law of attraction. I was one of the speakers of a law of attraction cruise. And she says, I'm going to hypnotize you and have Joshua speak through you. So then Joshua started speaking through me. And so now that's the primary way I communicate. And it's gotten deeper and deeper as I've gotten my belief systems are opening up and I'm more worthy in this role as a channel and I'm, uh, and more and more people are coming with more elevated questions that it gets really clear and really specific and really practical. It's the practical application of these teachings is how do we live our best life now, the life that we intended to live in love and acceptance rather than in fear and control? Mm -hmm. yeah. hmm. The, why do you think you and, and what, what is it for? Do you, do you have clarity on that? Well, it was, we, I think that we set these intentions prior to our birth the intentions to explore something more specific this time around. And this is the time of awakening. This is the time of technology. Um, there are more and more channels coming forth. The, the information from each channel is unique, but the message is consistent. There are no inconsistencies among any of the channels that are coming forth now. And, I have these superpowers, which were these innate talents and abilities. I love to talk. I was <laughs> in drama in high school. I always was very comfortable speaking in public. I love writing. You know, I was always a good writer. And I love building organizations. I was always good at that in business. And so I had these talents that are uniquely suited for this. Yet, as it was applied in my old life, that came out in a form of business. Once I realized that I'm a spiritual being and that possibly I'm a spiritual teacher, then it comes out fully and brilliantly and specifically for me. Yet channeling itself is like singing. Every single person can sing. Some are more naturally talented than others. Some are passionate about it, but everyone can get all the information from within. They don't need to rely on anything outside of themselves. Hmm. The, um, I can see the, the journey of the confidence as, as, a, uh, as being a channel um, parallel to just, just the overarching kind of journey we take in general and the power of being able to be clear about who you are in the midst of it, not in the, kind of identity space of things, but, but in the um, awareness of, of self and soul and spirit and the connection into, into all of that um, as, as such a powerful foundation for that. Um, you know, we, we, I, I've had, you know, Gary Renard and Paul Selig on the show and, and disclosed to both of them that in, in that process and, and, and I noticed this, I called it channel envy, right? And you spoke to it, like the importance of everybody standing in their gap. And I remember early on where, where I received and how I received information. And, and um, my, my husband channeled um, beings one time or a few times. And, and when I asked who they were, they said, well, they were 56 dimensional beings. And I'm like, well, well okay. And, and it was, it was such a kind of an abstract concept that I was mm -hmm. able to stay in it because I was like, I, I don't know, you know, I, I, 
I was naive enough to be able to kind of just be there. But what it taught me was the, like you were talking about the specificity and the, the, um, the necessity when you're looking at things from really, really different filters, being able to take yourself out of your worldview and go, what, what even translates here, right? So a lot of the, the questions that, that might typically come up just weren't pertinent, right? And it was kind of like, doesn't compute, right? And so you mm-hmm. really, you know, my experience, at least with it was I was interviewing these people, you know, or these yes. entities going, how do I have this conversation? Because it's like, and they would just leave. Like, like if it, if it got too humany and too petty, it was like, they would just leave. And I was like, wait, wait, okay, okay, come back, come back, come back. I'll try again, you know? And, but it was a bizarre thing. And he wasn't really there to help me at that time. It was, you know, he would just kind of not be present and aware of in the situation. And so I'm sitting there alone with these entities going, um, okay, what is a really smart question to ask here? Like what's even <laughs> pertinent? Um, and, and I remember asking them, I was so excited. Like, are you going to tell us a book and I can just write it down and I can put the chapters together. And I did it. And they're like, no. And I was like, Oh, come on. And I, you know, and I allowed that to that shadow element to kind of take hold. And when I looked to, to people who had experiences such as yours being like, Oh, well, gosh, it'd be, sure would be nice to have somebody just tell me what book to write and the ch- you know I have to actually syn- synergize the book and kind of craft it but but it, it was so silly because the that awareness of where how you really wear yourself here you know and how to put it all together to be so comfortable in it is such a gift and you really can't squeeze yourself into someone else's anyway yes. um, and so that's what resonated with me about, about your story is a very, very similar to my experience with it in, in very different ways. Um, and I think it's important that we give voice to that richness. Yeah, it's so interesting because you come across something new, but you have this perspective of your old self. And this is a <laughs> evolutionary journey. So you can't see who you're going to become. And so everything is from this lens of this more limited version of your idea of who you are. And so when it started for me, I'm thinking, okay, this magical thing is happening. The first book is going to sell 5 million copies. I'm going to be rich and world famous. (laughs) But obviously I wasn't ready for that. I had to go through this journey of self-discovery to be where I am now, just to be comfortable talking to you, for instance, on a Mm. popular podcast. This couldn't have happened three years ago, four years ago, or even two years ago. It- so so I want to I interrupt really quickly. Folks, I hope you're hearing what he's saying. He was not ready. He was not, it, it's not like he, he went through this whole journey and everything and then he kind of sat there going, okay, now I can do this work. Like the work works you. Yes. And so you have to let it. Like, of course you're not perfect. Of course you're not ready. But you keep taking steps. It's not like they're, no, no, no one's going to like take you, grab you up and plop you in the middle of, of, of stardom. Yes, if you're exactly. not quite right, like, like if there, there's, we wake up slowly for a reason, folks, there's incremental growth that occurs, but you still have to take those steps. And how about this? It's the journey. That's the fun part. It's not the ending of this thing, you know? <laughs> no way. It's not just for achievement. Gary, say it ain't so. <laughs> yeah. No, because, you know, like the stuff that I'm doing now, I'm interacting a lot one-on-one with people and, and we have a, a boot camp that has, you know, less than 100 people in it. And so I get this interaction. I actually know everyone in the boot camp. 
And so that is this fun part. But say two years from now, that won't be a thing. It'll be completely different. I, it, well, you know, it's so, I love, I love that, that you're saying all of this. I remember sitting with our core team um, of the organization and I, uh, one day and I looked at him, I said, understand that it will never be this pure as it is in this exact moment about the, the, the creation process, the birthing process. And each moment is, adds depth to it. Each moment has, is its own creation level and birthing process. But the, it, it just hit me. It was like this, everything changes, right? Everything evolves, everything. Um, and either we breathe life into it by allowing, you know, spirit or our highest essence to move through it, or, or it's, it's part of the decay and destruction process. And, and it really, to me, it's like, it's that simple. Like, it's not simple. And it, it wasn't simple to get to that realization, but, but the world in, in, at least through the vision I have now is so clearly divided between the um, lifelessness and, and, and full of life, you know, that life energy. Yes. Um, and, and I so appreciate that you're able to give voice to your specific journey and the parallels because folks, I really do believe and I'm passionate about the fact that we have to be willing to model how we walk beside each other, right? And so Gary's brilliance doesn't threaten me. It enlivens me. It feeds me. And we do very similar work in the world with totally different models and constructs to do our specific thing. And, and we have to be wait, willing to talk like that and to meet each other in those spaces. Yes, and to join together and build these alliances and these agreements mm -hmm. amongst each other, not to be separate. Because mm -hmm. what we're coming from as humans is living in separate identities, protecting our little corner of whatever it is, to joining together to say we are all equal. I don't need to rise above anyone else to prove my worthiness. Everyone is equal where they are. And I just have this thing that I'm doing that satisfies me, but it doesn't take away from you or mm. isn't anything you should envy. For me to say the best thing that ever happened to me was to lose my fortune was something I can say now from this perspective that <laughs> you know, 12 years ago it was – Frankly, it devastating. Stung. Yeah. It stung a it little stung. bit. Well, <laughs> I actually think that that's why the the superpower, the channeling superpower, and all of its its variances is so incredibly important because it, it's those individuals who are able to remind us to adopt a different perspective. And 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 when you are communing with certain entities, like it's impossible to deny that the world is not quite as small as our smallest selves like to pretend. Mm -hmm. And so when we're able to get that vantage point, and, and again, a lot of it's through the eyes of the channels that, that have opened us up to it, to be able to say, oh, wait, like, what if, like, like, just what if, like, let's just play for one second. Like, what if Gary's not crazy? Like, what <laughs> if, you know, there's really like, what if, what if, what if Tonya's, you know, not off a rocker, like, and, and superpowers really are real. And what if, and, um, and just 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 to to loosen up just a little bit and and, and soften up around the edge is enough to go okay it's, it, just asking a question isn't threatening to your existence yes and, and and just follow the gentle inquiry you 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 don't have to buy into everything and 
if you stagnate yourself and keep yourself separate from like Gary was talking about, then, then you can't grow and you're never going to see it. It's, it's, it's like, you don't have to buy into things completely, like whether it's religiosity, like, you know, whether it's, it's, it's Christianity, whether it's the superpower dialogue, whether it's the woo woo, um, you know, spiritual gift kind of places or whatever. It's like, like you don't have to buy in completely. And yet a big part of the story isn't revealed to you until you do. Right. And so it's like, you can't sit on the sidelines and say, well, I'll jump as soon as you convince me it's faith folks. Yes. Like it's, it, it works the opposite direction here cause and effect are backwards from what you thought they were. And so you won't see proof until you leap. Like, like, and that's just what it requires, you know, like, like, I, I don't know how else to explain it other than it just is. Was that similar to your experience? It's so interesting because our belief systems are relatively rigid and especially how we're raised. And we tend to think that those beliefs that we adopted are true. And beliefs are neither true nor false. They're simply, simply empowering or limiting. And so when we take a look at beliefs that are limiting, like the belief that, you know, if I jump out of an airplane with an air, a parachute, that's a limiting belief. Um, it keeps you from jumping out. Very and that's limiting. a good thing, right? <laughs> but, but the belief that someone will think you're weird for liking law of attraction or talking mm -hmm. about this stuff, that limits you from having conversations that are, you know, going to move you forward. Well, and I really think that the saving grace in mm -hmm. all of this truthfully is regardless of how you're approaching this, whether it's from a mindfulness um, kind of space, an energy space, a religious space, a spiritual space or whatever, blah, 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 right? Everything ad nauseum. And what, regardless of which filter you're using, th this concept of just opening up to something um, and being able to look at something differently than, than perhaps you ever have before, it, it's okay to do, right? There's, there's, there's no need to, um, you know, it's, it's not like if you, if you um, read one of Gary's books, now you have to hang a sign up on your door that says, you know, certified weirdo. And I charge, you know, a hundred dollars an hour or whatever. Like it, <laughs> it, it doesn't work that way people. And so, and, and regardless of the filter you're looking through the red, the highest element of whatever you can grasp through everything. So in, so for instance, in, in, um, you know, spiritual context, if you can't find spirit in everything, then look harder. Um, you know, Christian context, if you can't find God everywhere, then look harder, right? If you can't see the spirit everywhere. And if, you know, and in the thoughtfulness space and the energy spaces, if you don't get on some level that energy moves, the same energy moves through everything, reg regardless of how it might appear to us, then start looking harder, right? It challenge yourself to see beyond what you've always seen, or you're never going to see anything other than what you've always seen yes. um, and experienced. And so, so it, it, it does take courage, folks. I mean, I, we, we talk about that all the time on this show. Like I, I applaud anyone who's willing to come on this show and talk about weird things like superpowers and, and, and out themselves with whatever abilities they have. And, 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 and most of them are doing it very publicly and that takes real courage to do. Uh, and you do it anyway. Like, like fear isn't designed just to stop us. Like it's, it's kind of an alert system. You get to choose, like, are you going to let it stop you or are you going to allow it to, to inform you as you, as you step gingerly into spaces previously untraveled for you? 
Yeah, but let's take a look at fear itself. So fear is either rational, you could die from the thing you fear, or it's irrational, meaning that you couldn't possibly be harmed by it. And so for me, in this evolution to come from this place where I was hiding my channeling ability from most of my old friends and opening up to new people who are on the same, you know, wavelength to now I'm openly absolutely thrilled with what I'm doing. And I tell everyone about it. Well, I never, I was fearing a loss, a loss of my friends. And that was irrational because if I become more authentic in who I truly am, well, then the people who like, love, and you know, want to be around me like the true me. The person that's hiding something is being inauthentic, and so that version of me was never real anyway. So it was just this persona that I created in order to get people to like me. But did they really like me? No, they liked this false image I was projecting. And so to lose that is to lose nothing. Well, and, and going even deeper than that, we can peel back those layers. And, and at the heart of all of it really is this, um, it's, it's less about the fear of what might happen. And it's more about our fear of the perception of what has already occurred. And when we're able to kind of walk ourselves all the way back to that place and say, okay, what is it that I'm really wanting? You know, we, we used this technique with our daughter when she was really young. Um, she's, she's 10 now. She hosts Superpower Kids, and she's been doing that for about three years. And part of the reason for that is because when she was little, um, we, we, took, we were able to help her walk backwards from kind of the typical reactions. And so, you know, you know, initially it was, you know, instead of going to anger, what was the Thing right before that and that was sadness for her and so so keeping it at sad became kind of a mantra for a while and as she integrated that component um she got really comfortable in that and then sadness became the the reaction and then it was like okay well what came before sadness and, and it was a deep-rooted fear and it's like well what really propels that what motivates that right and, and of course all of that leading back to the desire for connection and and then the deep feeling that we have of being disconnected from right. that from, from the thing that we really really want to be connected to but again in most households and in, in most environments we, we're not talking in this way right and, and and in our house we do because we we feel very strongly that it's important to remind everybody involved that they always have that relationship with the divine to go back to that's always an embrace that holds them even when everything else fails. And we've told her, like, we will fail you, you know, as your parents repeatedly, you know, I yes. apologize to her multiple times a day um, on a good day. And so it's like, you know, what can you lean into that, that, that doesn't fail you? And, um, you know, we have all kinds of mantras in our house around that, but I think it's important that we don't stop the conversation about that fear there. That's real and prevalent for a lot of people. But if we don't look at what's underneath of it and say it, it has its own motivation that most of us don't want to look at, and, but it propels our decision making. And so, you, you know, I find it's like, okay, let's pull it out, you know, let, let's roll around in it. Like, let's take a hard look at that and say, what is it that we really want? Um, and, and it's, yes, it's acceptance and it's friends and it's loving our life and it's all of these other things. But ultimately it is to feel this sense of, wholeness that you're giving voice to. And, and once we do that, 
then we start building, right? Well, we're never going to build, we're never going to do the creation process until we settle into that space, but there's a price to be paid for settling into that space. (laughs) Yes, and the interesting thing is that we set up our lives with certain priorities. And generally, we're setting up with this priority to prove our worthiness in order to be accepted. And so the way we think that works is if we're good, we'll be accepted by our parents, our peers, our teachers, that sort of thing as a child. And that means that we are worthy of their love. And so we're trying to prove this worthiness. And this is sort of programmed into us in childhood. If you're good, we'll give you love. And if you're bad, we will withhold our love which gives us all this impression that we need to be a certain way. Otherwise, we risk losing that, which we've never really even had, which is that connection you're talking about. So, Gary, when we, go ahead. Oh, go, please finish your thought. I, just I was just thinking, so it's really this connection that we're all longing for that we're trying to figure out how to get, but we think the way to get it is to, prove or our worthiness or validate our existence somehow. And that's why we seek status in mm-hmm. success and in mates and in, you know, being a good person and helping others and all that stuff. Don't you think some of what drives that though, is that on, on a, in a really, really deep level, we do remember what it feels like to, to be accepted and, and to have that connectedness in, in the most holistic kind of non-dualistic oneness way possible. And that spark, I think propels, and then it gets misinterpreted through all these various layers and whatever, which is kind of the journey of, of, of being here and embodying here all while carrying that spark of remembrance. Yes. Which is what's driving us forward. Yet the way to, understand and achieve this connection is not to ask others to love you, but to simply and absolutely express your love Love. to yourself first, to everyone else in your life and everyone else on the planet and to the conditions as they exist right now. So now you're talking, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) The way to connection is not out of fear or control. It's out of the absolute acceptance of what is right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and that and includes muddy, yourself. And further muddying the conversation is, is our kind of distorted concepts around love, the emotion versus kind of the frequency of it. And so, exactly. so remember folks, like all, everything that we're speaking to requires its own unpacking. Right. And, and so, so, so love, like, like love is emotion. Some of you were shown really, really poor examples of love and, and it was wrought with, with obligation and responsibility and toxicity. And, and you have to unpack that in order to understand what love is and what it is not. Right. And, and, and that, so that's part of your work here. And then some of you, you know, the, the, the idea of, of, of relationship gets you and, and, and loving others, whereas for others of you, it's the self-love component. Some of yes. you, it's both like, like it doesn't matter. I mean, Gary, Gary's talked about, you know, gaining and losing money multiple times over. And it's for some of you, money was the catalyst. Like, it, it, and we have to be really cautious. This goes back to that kind of grass is greener dialogue around, you know, we, we have to be willing to just let what is ours be ours. And, and that's that acceptance piece, acceptance piece Gary was talking about. 
Um, Gary, I, I imagine in um, the channeling circles, if, if, if such thing exists, um, there, there's, there's a difference of opinion about this concept of like um, channeling as a co-creative process, channeling as a um, kind of taking over process, channeling on, on your terms, channeling on someone else's terms. I know that that's a that's a big fear a lot of people have is like, like, is their life going to be consumed by this? And on some levels, like, absolutely. I mean, look at your existence and it's probably not what most people fear. Um, what, like, let's start with kind of this on-demand notion. Like, do you get to, to vote? Like, how, how does this work? What I do is, is at first it felt like it was all Joshua and none, none of it was me. Mm-hmm. And as I understand how this works and talking with lots of other channels, <clears throat> it's a blending of the two. And so what I do is I set my intentions. I breathe deeply. I Gary, invite, really quickly, is that yes. dictated by your own like comfort level with it, do you think? Or like that, that realization that you just spoke to? It's 100% my own worthiness to be a part of this process. Got it. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I set my intentions. I invite them in. I think about all the entities that are here to support everyone who's like, if it's a call with a lot of people, all those people, anyone who will ever hear the conversation in the future, because they're all recorded and put out as podcasts. And then I say to myself, I intend to be clear, be free, enjoy the moment, be present and let it flow. And then I say, Joshua, when you make me giggle, I'll start. And so I get this feeling, this overwhelming feeling of I'm going to giggle. And then it starts. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that giggle feeling has got to be the big joy, most joyous feeling, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that state of ecstasy, right? Yeah. That, and that, to me, mimics the, the, that, what we call the full embrace, right? When, when yeah. you allow the divine to be in you always and uh, beautiful. Well, uh, I appreciate that. What um, we can, we can, we're, we're going to need to wrap up here in a little bit. We can take this in a couple directions. I love, I really, really appreciate you sharing um, your perspective and your experience and, and, and we can keep that open there. Um, if you have a, additional guidance that, that you want to share with our audience, we're also open to um, um, what, was that hang on one second the huh the um that was the whole train of thought just completely jumped tracks and derailed and went somewhere else so so we're open to that and we're open to something else but i'm apparently have no words for it so what feels good to you (laughs) that was awesome i'm like uh and I'm not going to chase it. The word just went <laughs> and skittered off. So I'm going to trust that and just say what, what feels good to you. I have this inspiration to read the first paragraph to the introduction of the first book, A Perception of Reality. And I have it memorized, so it's easy to do. So the, the first three words of the book sum up Joshua's entire teachings. And that first sentence is, everything is right. There is no wrong anywhere in the universe. Anything seen as wrong comes from a limited perspective. From the higher perspective, whether that's from the perspective of the non-physical, or even after a period of time, everything is always, always right. 
And can you open your belief system to imagine what if everything was right? And what if our judgment that says that is wrong comes because we have a limiting belief about it? And without that limiting belief, could we possibly see that as okay? It's like Esther talks about or Abraham talks about, you know, there might be jalapenos in that buffet. You don't necessarily have to throw them out just because you don't like jalapenos. Someone else might like them. (laughs) You experience, you take from the buffet that which you like. And I really think that is, if we can start thinking more about this duality in right and wrong and this judgment that we cast on something and see things just as neutral and allow us to soften what we think is wrong and just pay more attention to what we prefer and let everything mm-hmm. else just be, well, that just stops resistance a whole lot. And from there, you now find your alignment more often and you receive inspiration more often and that will carry you forward. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I, I appreciate you following your inspiration. And um, folks, what a great practice to put into place starting today. So this is, this is your homework for this week, folks. Just start looking at where you're not holding a position of neutrality and, and, and for advanced credit, you know, start asking like, what, why does that feel threatening? What is it about the fact that you quote unquote, don't like something? What, what is the inherent threat that propels the need to, to make that decision and to kind of draw that line in the sand? Um, you'll, you'll be very surprised at what insights you'll gain and um, how, how well you'll be able to understand yourself. But that position of neutrality is going to enable you to build a really strong foundation from which to observe yourself and your world from a completely different perspective. Um, so do that work, attend to that, check out Gary's stuff. Gary, where can we go so people can find out more about you? The teachings of Joshua.com and everything is really there. You can have links to all the stuff that we have there. Lots of articles and uh free questions that other people have asked and all the answers and there's hundreds of them. So you could live in that for a while. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. And for those of you listening, if you're ready to explore our redesign your reality course and want to, want to take a peek at our programs, make sure you go to superpowerexperts.com and check out our programs page. Of course, we're always happy to have a conversation with you and and build a relationship with with you to see if, if we can support what you're into right now. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. Gary, we appreciate you coming on and sharing your deep wisdom and experiences with our audience. Um, It matters. The work you do matters, and we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Tonya. Beautiful. Well, thank you. And, And as always, folks, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.